You're listening to a Whales Are Whales production. You're also listening to Whales. Visit whalesorwhales.com for more projects and shows like this one. saved you a seat welcome to train station at eight a video game music podcast wherein we take a single song and say mildly interesting things about it for about an hour i am your host brian and joining me today is my co-host and cohort steven hello steven howdy are you enjoying my new uh brutal honesty form of uh introducing the show oh yeah it's it's direct and to the point thank you maybe a little intense but we can work on that so this week's episode is going to be about title from Animal Crossing. So it's the song that plays at the title screen, otherwise known as the main theme song of Animal Crossing. Yes, otherwise known as the song that everyone remembers with good, fond, warm memories in their childhood pasts. Well, not everyone, but quite a few people. But yes. me. Yeah. You- <laughs> and since we're the only two people on the show this time, I think that's all that matters. Fair enough. Um... I was going to say something else very important. Oh, yes. This is going to be, a much like our song, a simpler um, and briefer show than usual because I'm on a time limit. Um, and we well, don't have any guests, that, so I don't have to be playing. And we have somewhat of a, a special occasion. Um, right. What is it? <laughs> Do you genuinely, genuinely not I know? I think I remembered. <laughs> <laughs> well... Uh, it's kind of kind of a twofer. Um, in a way, this is kind of our first anniversary episode because um, this very week we have officially been train station at aiding for about a year. Wow. Um, yeah, wow for sure. And there's going to be uh, a little post I'm going to put up about that as well, mm-hmm. um, a- including a bunch of shout outs and recommendations to other video game music podcasts, which made time to talk about today. Lovely. Yes, I but hope so as well. Also... We realized that going bi-weekly was a terrible, terrible mistake. It was also my idea. It was also his idea. And we decided to go back to a weekly format because it just felt it just felt slow and uh, disconnecting to have to, you know, wait 14 days for an episode to come out. Yeah, um, you, you, you don't quite realize how big the difference is between weekly and bi-weekly mm-hmm. in terms of, like, show commitment. It's kind of crazy. And if you've been tuning into other Whales or Whales products, you might have noticed that um, our uh, narrative podcast, um, Third Person, I almost forgot right. the name there, Third Person uh, has been a bi-weekly or a, a weekly yes. show, and now we're changing that to bi-weekly. Yeah, so we're kind of, I mean, that's mostly just because we don't want to talk to Abigail uh, <laughs> that much, so, but it, yeah. That is true. Too much Abigail contact can make one loony. Yeah. I mean, look at Abigail. It's, it's, it's pretty obvious. She <laughs> 24-7 Abigail contact is dangerous for uh, Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah. So, we're coming back to being a weekly show. And right. on that note, let's jump into the show of the week. Okay, okay. Uh, Steven. Wait. All right. Uh, hi. Hi. Uh, what have I been listening to? Is that what you were going to ask me? Yeah. Look at you. All knowing things. All right. Well, I want to get this one out of the way uh, post-haste, uh, not because it's boring or not worth talking about, because it's quite the opposite. Um, do you remember me talking about Harmony of Heroes before? Oh, you had such a good segue there. Oh, shoot. What did I miss? <laughs> you just said, do you remember me talking about <laughs> <laughs> that comes for later. Shadowing. And weirdly <laughs> enough, I should actually add that onto my list because I listened to that whole soundtrack for the first time. Wait, really? Remember me? Yeah. Oh. Okay, now I'm more interested in this. Let's start with that. Right. Remember me. I made a segue. So, how All do you right. like it? I think it's awesome. Isn't it um, wild? I think, yeah. It's so, it's got that interesting. You, you put it pretty well that it's already, you know, in far above average, really rousing orchestral um, soundtrack. But they layer on top of that, like, glitching it out and adding, like, mm-hmm. electronic elements into it. And, like, it, they manipulate an orchestra in ways that I feel I haven't heard before. Yes. It, it As if the orchestra could have been playing some, I won't say by the numbers, but I will say traditional, um, like, beautiful orchestra right. um, arrangements. And they could have no clue that the end result was going to turn into this, like technological, mysterious, glitchy, um, like, uh, never-before-heard sort of production. Um, 
Right. And I just think that's really cool. Uh, the beautiful thing about it is it ties so well into the world and the story that they put together. Um, right. Because there's one song called, let me see uh, if I can remember. It was um, Memory. Actually, that would be a good song title. For let it. me see if I can remember. <laughs> that was the working title for the game. <laughs> Um, but no, now I remember that it's called Memory uh, Reconstruction. Yeah, I noticed that really sounded like it had a specific role in the game when I heard it. Yes, and uh, sometimes it's gameplay-wise, sometimes it's just story-wise, but the main character is trying to piece together her memories. Oh, it's um, a JRPG! Well, you'd think that, but she's not your average um, a- amnesic patient, Um well, actually, perhaps I should say it's more in the literal sense. She is an actual patient in this horrible facility. Um, and they really go places with that, with that idea of remembering things and purposefully forcing other people to remember things that didn't happen by ni- manipulating their memories. Hmm. Um, and That's so cool. the soundtrack, you know, it kind of feels like there are gaps in, um, the composition, just like yes. there are gaps in your memories. Memories. It kind of feels like there are in your memories. Hello, we have saved you as memories. Memories. Hello, saved you as It's just really, right. really. And that's something really interesting. When you say it's like an electronic orchestral hybrid, like that's been around, you know, even like Ace Combat experiments with electronic elements with mm-hmm. orchestral elements. But this feels like all of the electronic elements are post work, like post work done on the orchestral piece. Yeah. Like someone's splicing and cutting it and phasing the actual orchestral work and not just adding a synth which in is, as another instrument. Which is exactly what you can do to the minds of other characters in this game. Right. So it's quite cool. That's cool. Like, uh, I, I have some problems with the soundtrack. I mean, I listened to it. Uh, I haven't played the game, so it's, you know, tough for me to, like, ground all the different music. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a lot of modern soundtracks. It seems to be a lot of more Hollywood-esque stuff, yeah. a lot of chase scenes, and not very many memorable melodies. Yes, um, yes, But yes. it's good. It is very much a cinematic score. It's just way cooler than most of the other cinematic scores. Exactly. All right. So anything else? Yeah. Now let's talk about the other thing, Harmony of Heroes. Um, so that was that uh, um, arrangement in honor of the Super Smash Bros. series, arrangement album, I should say, um, that had 101 songs in it. Um, and uh, our pals to Mercado Bros uh, yep. did did a rendition as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but they said, you know what? 101 songs isn't enough. We're going to release uh, an expansion. <laughs> the Mercado Brothers did not say that. They didn't make 101 songs. <laughs> no, and then make no not at all. They just did one. But the folks yeah. behind Harmony of Heroes did. Um, and the funny thing is this little expansion is bigger than most full arrangement albums. Right. Um, and, uh, I sure, I sure liked Harmony of Heroes. Do not get me wrong, the, the bar of quality was exceptional, but this final Smash edition is insane. I mean, every is single- Is it crazy? It's not hand it to them? I, wait, is that like a- Is it masterful? Yes. Get it? No. Oh my gosh. That's like you, you're, you're mastering, you're mastering it. Is a, it crazy? Do you have to hand it to them? Is it master? That's hilarious now. <laughs> uh, Super Smash Bros. humor, my friend. Yes. Very good. All right. Well, um, now I feel like anything I'm going to follow that up with will be boring and probably. Right. Yep. Um, but I'll, yep. I'll, I'll just say that, uh, that like every single track I listened to, um, was, like a standout track 
all, all of them were. There were a few mm. that I only liked instead of absolutely loved. Um, but I don't know. Nice. You should listen to that. There's a Live and Learn remix, which is weird. Nice. Um, the best video that. game song ever composed. It's much more electronic and beat focused. Mm. Um, it's very. It's not just a cover. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I was talking to uh, Andrew Lures on Twitter about the Mario Galaxy remix. Um, that might have been my favorite on the whole album. He thought that it kind of had a weak um, uh, string sample in the beginning. Yes. He well, he's agree. very sensitive to that sort of He thing. is. I personally thought that it did not bother me. I, I know what he's talking about, but I think that the strings sound yeah. lovely and video game-ish. Yeah. Um, and that's a crazy remix because it's orchestral, it's grand. You know, um, I think it's the Space Junk Galaxy or something, that really mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. out there song. It starts with that, but then it gets epic later on, and then it breaks down into 8-bit and then blasts back into orchestral stuff. It's amazing. Nice. So, yeah. anyway, I was blown away by that. Um, and that's pretty much all the, the special stuff I've been listening to. How about you? Well, that's a good question. Why did you have 4-plus at the end of your list? Oh, 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 that's, um, my, uh, smart playlist in iTunes that automatically groups uh, all of my four star songs and higher. Ah, uh, okay. I just have a four to five star playlist. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, um, so I listened to the soundtrack of Baldur's Gate. I forgot something I listened to. Okay. I listened to Edge of the Earth, which is the expansion pack to, um, a different album, Switchfoot, uh, Fading West. And how was that? Uh, lovely. Um, it's a little darker and a little more meandering. And it was, you know, these were the songs that didn't get put into the full album yep. and are only featured in the documentary that Switchfoot put together. Right. Um, and so it's, uh, it's not really traditional, you know, A to B to C songs. Right. Um, it's a little more backgroundish. Huh. Yeah, I listened to a little bit of that and I want to go back to listen and listen to more of it. Um, it sounded cool. It's short. I listened to it three times in a row while driving around. Oh, is it that short? I thought it was like t- 12 songs or something. Mm, I don't remember the number, but it's definitely shorter okay. than the full album. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, what was I going to ask you about that? Um, thought I was going to ask you something about Switchfoot. Oh, yeah. This is randomly like in-depth for Switchfoot, but I was listening to it again, and doesn't the... Uh, okay, the last song from Vice Versus just sound like a a Fading West song, like... To the point where I'd forgotten what song it was and just heard it start playing, and I just immediately thought it was a Fading West song. Um, you mean, wait, which, is it Where I Belong? Yes. The the thing I think is neat is I always imagined, like, that was their transition yeah, to yeah. their next album, Fading West. Exactly, but it's just so similar. Like, how it starts out especially, I was like, I cannot put my finger on what Fading West song this is, but this has to be a Fading West song. Yeah, just that kind of, like, laid-back, breezy, you know, mm-hmm. looking-to-the-horizon kind of feeling. So different from the rest of that album, for yeah. vice versas. So, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I agree. I love, oh, I love right. Switchfoot. So, I listened to the Baldur's Gate soundtrack. Why? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I had the soundtrack, I think, because I bought it on GOG. Um, and I was just curious to see, you know, where all that stuff started. Mm-hmm. And it started with Baldur's Gate. Okay. Like, what, is, what is the sound of Baldur's Gate? The sound of every Western fantasy RPG that is in Elder Scrolls? Mm, you, you mean sort of like some muddy passable orchestrations? Pretty much. Okay. I mean, okay. So the combat music, the real like combat music is actually quite good. Um, especially compared to something like Elder Scrolls in that it, it gets a punch across more. It gets real like rousing... Mm-hmm sense of tension across which i appreciate but as i listened to the as i continued to listen to the soundtrack i continually lost interest to the point where i was at 
goblins and wargs, and I was just bored out of my mind. Mm, um, I've had that experience before. Just like another song that's going. I just feel like there's so little experimental creativity in that sort of stuff. It's just all the same. And maybe this got a pass because this like started it. But to me, it is the Dungeons and Dragons of music. Um, Dungeons and Dragons to me is an incredibly boring, incredibly sterile fantasy world that I've never found anything interested, interesting in, in my limited experience. Um, it's just by the numbers fantasy. It mm-hmm. is a dwarf. It is a goblin. It is a gnome. And, there's not really anything to it. It's just very down to earth Western fantasy. And this is the same to me. Mm-hmm. Um, this type of music. You know, uh, um, Kevin Van Ord loves, um, Icewind Dale. Icewind Dale. I haven't soundtrack. heard those yet. And That's I listened, Soul. I listened to one Icewind Dale song once and was, um, just floored. I was like, Oh, I understand why you love this so much. Mm-hmm. And I own the soundtrack and I've gone back to it and I can't find that song again, and everything else is not doing it for me. Yeah, it started into a little Icewind Dale, and it seemed like Baldur's Gate, but a little more Jeremy Soulish. So it seemed boring. But yeah, so I I would I would like to ask him what his favorite songs are and start with that, so I don't mm-hmm. because you know I could say oh the Morwin soundtrack is my favorite soundtrack ever, and someone listens to the combat music and says I, I'm not I'm not feeling it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, there's some good stuff in Baldur's Gate. Um, I don't mean to trash it completely. I actually really like the first, like, ten songs. I just started to lose interest. But I guess it just, it starts to feel so rote, partially because it started so many tropes. But just, like, can you hear that? Yes. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Distinctly. <laughs> Let me go close the door. <laughs> we like soothing atmosphere here at the train station. We try to go for a vibe of... Whenever possible. <laughs> All right, so what was I trying to thought? Oh, yes, but um, it just feels like, oh, you're in a uh, cathedral now, then a Gregorian chant will play. Oh, oh you're, course, yes. You're in a big dramatic moment, so a chorus will rise and rise and rise, and dark things will happen and then kind of fall. And then, you know, it just feels like it's so predictable, just like the stories and settings of those games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I won't disagree. See, that's the nice thing about Japanese RPGs. Well, granted, that's predictable too, but at least it's fun. Precisely. The music all sounds the same at, at some yeah. point. Either they're copying Final Fantasy IV or, you know, they're, it's just Motori Sakuraba again. <laughs> but, but, like, the <laughs> most much. generic JRPG battle themes are great. Yeah. Like, yeah, they just exactly. have this poppy, catchy, fun, uh, sensibility that boy Western games don't have. Exactly. Um, other stuff I'm listening to. I've been listening to Sonic Adventure. Speaking of poppy, catchy fun. That music is amazing. It's the best. Yeah. I, I, I continue. Just today, um, I was listening to the, um, let me, let me see if I can remember what it's called. Give me one second. Um, entertain them while I remember this. All right. Um, hey everyone, did you know... That train station at eight is starting a TV show. Okay, let's. I think I remember and stop spreading <laughs> falsities. Right. Um, it's crank up the heat! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Which Sonic oh Adventure. yeah, that made, song's amazing. I just listened to that one specifically. And if if all you loyal Sonic the Hedgehog fans out there uh, <laughs> bought the newly released full double album version <laughs> of the well, Sonic Adventure uh, soundtrack, yeah. you will know that it includes the extended. Um, edition of that song with a proper ending instead of just a game. Oh, loop. it's so good! It, it's just—it's one of like the best, honestly, raddest think- guitar solos in history. So something about that is I think one of the reasons that people don't fully appreciate the Sonic Adventure soundtracks is because they're in the Sonic Adventure games. Mm-hmm, and yeah. I don't mean that just to trash the games, but the games have a problem with volume levels. Yes. And so even when the music is in there, it's very scattered and you're being distracted by what's going on and either the sound effects are way too loud or the music is way too loud and it is not gracefully implemented. So, well, the difficulty is that it's more like the music is blowing and the characters are like, 
It's like you can barely hear them, so you're straining to hear the people, so you're not really focusing on the music. That's the music a good seems point. Kind of annoying, but then in the level, you're like in an underwater level, and there are these giant bubble sounds like <laughs> drowning the music out. So again, the the games are weird. And I think that people don't, because we played them a billion times, it's a bit like a million hours in the sound <laughs> test, we yeah. understood how good the music was in those games, mm-hmm. independent of the games themselves. But sometimes when I go back to the games and I'm like, oh, great, now I get to hear this cool music I love, I kind of want to stop playing them and just listen to the music because it's so distracting. I mean, from there the are music. like some moments where it really works, like right. let's say, um, like just City Escape. That's a classic yeah. because it's, you can't, you know, except maybe like when you're running into cars over and over again. Uh, yeah. But for the most part, that music sticks out and is a nice, uh, awesome compliment to the level. Right. So. But in other cases, it's just like, oh, they made this awesome song, but the sequence is like 15 seconds, so you don't even get to hear all yeah, of it. Yes. It's just a really, really weird game. So, or they are weird games. But yeah, Metal Harbor from Sonic Adventure 2, also mm-hmm. amazing song. Um, so yeah, I, I've been enjoying those as I always do. Speaking I've, of radical um, best guitar uh, solos in history, though, I'm oh, seeing yeah. Gianna Sisters here on your list. Yes, that I listened to the whole soundtrack of that again because I just love it. Well, the whole metal version of the soundtrack. Cause oh, I don't speaking love the- of uh, that soundtrack, Chris Hulsbeck, the yes. original composer of it, was recently interviewed on Mercado Bros, Super Mercado Bros podcast, and they recently had their 150th episode. So, oh wow, good for them! Applause. Yeah. They've been around longer than us. Yep, go look at them go. Um, yeah, I have not heard the interview yet. I listened to like the first few songs of that episode. I, it was cool hearing like the original title screen song. Yeah, I know. Um, I was just thinking the whole time, man, this melody needs to be played at the guitar. I know, it um, sounds weird. <laughs> did they ever play any Twisted Dream songs? Yeah, yeah, episode? yeah, they did. Oh, cool. Which yep. one did they go with? I mean, it's in-game one through five. <laughs> I don't know which one they did. Oh, um, okay. It's one of the five. They I think it was the one that kind of goes dun 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 Yeah, that's the one that was the original title screen of this. So, okay, they played the old version. I think, I don't quite remember. Okay. Anyway, I want to check it out. Oh, wait, did they do the metal version? Yes. Yes. Good. Because I do think that those are a vast improvement over the normal soundtrack. Yeah, I agree. Um. So, yeah, listen to that. I also listened to Shellshocked. The... OC Remix Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Remix album? Yes! How do you like it? It's good! I got about halfway through it, I think. Uh, it's very Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles metal. Like, it's good I mean, stuff. yeah, it, if you like hyped up guitars and those old Ninja Turtles uh, themes, then you're good to go. That's all yeah. it is. But it does it really, really well. Yeah, I quite like it. I don't think any of it is, good, is as good as that one... Oh, I think it was the Zircon Sixto collaboration they did a while back. Oh, really? You're saying the music isn't as good as a a collaboration between Zircon and Sixto Sound? (laughs) Well, Sixto (laughs) did do some work on this one. Ah, I just don't think any of it is as good as that one they did for the, like, the the surfing level. Probably not, but there's a lot of good music in that. Yes. Yes, there is. Um, And that should do it for me. Yep. That's a lot of music. That is a lot of music. I guess that's what happens when we don't record for a couple of weeks. (laughs) Speaking of music, we have a song to discuss today, and that song is the title from Animal Crossing. Steven, Mm -hmm. what is your background with this game? Well, I'm sure that uh, it's something we've talked about here and there on this show named after Animal Crossing. We've actually done an Animal Crossing song in the past. Uh, It was 8 p.m. from Wild World, I believe. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, um, yeah, I think so. But now it's time to return to our roots, the best Animal Crossing game, and the one that we've already established everyone has warm childhood memories with. Right. Animal Forest for the Nintendo 64. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, we were pretty skeptical of Animal Crossing when we saw it. Um, uh, I probably told this story before, but okay, mm-hmm. so when I very, very first saw images of Animal Crossing, I was like eight or something. And I thought it was like a South Park style show. Yeah, it, it looked too it cute. It looked fake cutesy. Yeah. Like it, these animals were about to start swearing at me. <laughs> so perhaps that says something about your deep suspicions as an eight year old. Potentially. The, the uh, cruel world around you. But 
then we started saying, oh, wait, is this just like a kid's educational game? Like, is this so cutesy that there's just like not any interestingness to it when we start looking at screenshots and stuff? So we were in this limbo between like reading FAQs and game facts and saying, this sounds insane. I've never played anything like this. And then looking at screenshots and going, oh, but is it like there's. Is it like for kindergartners or right, right. <laughs> what do we do? Um, so then we rented it from Blockbuster as you do mm-hmm. and, uh, played it for 10 years. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Pretty much. Yep. And then we moved on to the next Animal Crossing. Exactly. It's good. Uh, yeah. Uh, honestly, one of my favorite games I've ever played. Uh, if you if you really kind of pin me down and say what's your favorite game, I might just say Animal Crossing. <laughs> I'm not sure, um, but it's just a delightful mixture of pointless wandering and creativity and quirky humor. Um, I just love it so much, um, and the music, like the rest of the game, is so at- atypical. Right? It's like it's not what you should expect, and that's that's a good thing. Yeah, I agree. It's, um, I think that the original is still the one that stays like closest to my heart. Like, yeah. Especially with the soundtrack. I did play a little bit of Wild World, um, and then played even less of New Leaf. So it's like, it's been a slope down of playing the game since that original. But man, do we play that original a lot. And of course, for me, it was the, it was not, it was, it was a, a slope down for Wild World and then up again for New Leaf. But I agree. Wait a minute. I thought you played Wild World a ridiculous amount. Well, yeah, but not as much as the original. Uh, yeah. not as Wait, much did as you new- play New Leaf more than the original? Oh, yeah. Wait, more than the original? No, 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 no. More than Wild Oh, World. okay. Okay. Yeah. So the gotcha. original is way up there on the peak, and then it's, gotcha. it slopes down and then back up. We just skipped the Wii game because it kind of seemed like it. Yeah. It's just, it didn't even have a new soundtrack, I don't think. Not really. It was kind of lame, I think. Yep. But that's okay because the original Animal Crossing was the opposite of lame. Uh, your, your eight year old fears can be, uh, Put to rest? Uh, put to rest. Good. That's good. Yes, so, indeed. So, the songs rolling in the game is pretty obvious. It plays at the title screen. Um, yeah, yep. Like, the melody is used in other places, though. Um, it's the main theme of the game, so you'll hear hints right. of it throughout. Um, the composer whose name is completely slipping my mind right now. Steven, do you, do you remember? Well, I'm, are you 100% who composed the, um, the title screen? Because it was Totaka, or... Kazumi Totaka, who was the, like, the lead on sound design, or music design, right. at least. Um, I know, I know Kenta Nagata did, did, like, the day-to-day music. And then someone else, I don't quite remember who else did the, in like, the KK music and indoor music. Uh, but for the person who did the title screen, I guess I'm going to assume that it was Kazumi Totaka, but I'm not sure. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, it does sound like him. Um, his style, it, it definitely is similar to the rest of the music in the game, just that, you know, complete simplicity. But I could see it being something different because since it isn't one of the standard songs, it has a unique sound to it. So, yeah. you know, not like 100% Honestly, it's it, him. The weird thing about this particular track, um, and you know what? It might have been, I'm looking this up a little bit now, it might have been someone... um Possibly Shinobu Tanaka because he did like event music. Mm, so maybe yeah. this is an event, but it's very different from a lot of the music in the game because when you're walking around the town and the music is changing every hour, it tends to be a lot more, uh, focused on a bit of kind of zany quirkiness or, uh, mm-hmm. something a little more upbeat. Um, or, or it can be really, you know, weird and mysterious when it gets late at night or really chill in the evening hours but this is like a largely piano focused which isn't used that much in the rest of the game no it isn't um it's yeah it's an interesting song because it is just two instruments it's a drum and piano um and i don't think that combination is used throughout the rest of the game and you'd think it would be you you could boot up this title screen and think oh now i know what i'm in for but no this never really comes back uh the theme certainly does woven throughout all sorts of songs but this particular style uh kind of was stuck at the beginning and i had a bit of a wind waker reaction to it actually um 
in the old days. And the oh, other you didn't the, like it. The other the other day when I was like giving you a hard time and telling you there was a bad song, I, uh. I was lying. But it was coming from kind of my original thoughts, which was I used to think this this song sounded a little too uh, a little too um, upbeat and mm, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of cutesy, maybe. Um, while mm. the rest of the music seemed to be more on the uh, unexpected side. Um, however, I've kind of come back in a full circle, and I really like the the laid back. Actually, it really fits our podcast's uh, theme, I think about yeah. it. Yeah, that's but, true. Uh, have we actually played the song yet? I forgot. No. Okay, maybe we should play the song. <laughs> I was about to make you do that. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'll stop talking about it, and now you guys can listen to it and see if you understand what I was what I was saying. Welcome back. That was title from Animal Crossing, and we don't really know who composed it, but we I'm have sorry. our theories. Maybe I'll find it out. Look, it was probably Kasuma Totaka, but it also could have been Kantanagata, uh, Toru Minigishi, Koji uh, Kondo, Shinobu Tanaka, or John Williams. I'm I mean, Zer. <laughs> it, it technically could have been anyone, but yeah. it could have been you. You're yeah. the composer all along. It, all right. Um, well, yeah. that's an interesting point because in Animal Crossing, you do get to be a composer and create town tunes. Exactly. So exactly, that was my point. Yeah. Um, so something inter- interesting about this song, it kind of to me reminds me of a uh, a Peanuts song. Yes, that's a really good illusion right there. Because like it is cutesy, but it has like the certain jazzy sophistication to it. Yes, it has. It has like you're right, childlike. Um, sophistication. It, it's, yeah. it's kid friendly. It's happy. It, it kind of resolves with this. Oh, everything's going to be all right. But mm. it's also kind of cool. You know, you want to snap your fingers to it. Right. Exactly. It's probably my favorite theme of all the Animal Crossing games because of that. Yeah. You're probably right. I just love the wild world theme. Yeah, um, but this I, I fit, like that one too. I just don't think it's just Animal Crossing. Exactly, this fits Animal Crossing more. Um, and you know what I love about the song, and what I'm sure you'll agree with. Um, no, I don't agree. One word that sounds like it could be two words: percussion. Yeah, it's so simple. It is. It is so simple, but it like. At some point, um, most of the other instruments fade out, and it's just that. Well, not even most. Isn't there just one other instrument? I guess you're right. It's just a piano and a and a drum set. You're right. You're you're exactly right. It just sometimes it sounds like there's more because the, because the dual piano. Because yeah, because you know you have two parts of the piano, but yeah. it, it's just like this really lovely combination of like your two standard instruments in so many ways uh-huh. just percussion and piano and all it's doing is creating a melody that you will remember and boy do you remember it when i unlocked um uh i think it was called animal forest or something or kk forest or something like that um as uh an air check in oh, wild world right i played that in my wild world house for months just because it reminded me of how much i loved the originals theme song Um, yeah it's so inviting it's just like you just want kind of want to stay here and chill out forever and it's a simple melody but it's played so snappily like it's not just played 
straight, it, how it kind of jumps around and then goes into a longer, more beautiful section and then a more um, staccato section. Like, it stays interesting, and it doesn't just feel like he's just playing a flat melody he came up in his head. Exactly. And sometimes some of the new leaf music sounds like that. Yeah. It just plays it one note at a time, which is what we thought this game was going to be, you know, like mm-hmm. just maybe some some horns or some cutesy xylophones or whatever. But no, it's got this swing to it, this rhythm, like especially when it goes in that da 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 dun 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 dun. It's like it's got style. Um, and you know what it kind of reminds me of? Hmm. Some of the uh Kirby Epic Yarn music. Yeah, it does fall into that camp because that that game was also extremely piano focused. Yes. Um, And it 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 had that jazzy breezy is the word I use for Epic Yarn. And I think can also apply to this. Um, Breezy I, and not quite cheesy. Yeah, I mean, I think that shows that, like, a piano slash... A jazz piano minimalistic style apparently is very good for kids' entertainment. Yeah. yeah because it, it's, uh, it's simple and, like I said, welcoming. But people of all ages and walks of life can appreciate a good, you know, good piano riff. That's for sure. Right. And that's something Animal Crossing is really master of, is it uses simplicity not as a, like, um, because it can't do complex. It does it because it's really good at doing simplicity. And that's what I love about the game. It has a an artistry that you might not recognize at first. Like, how all of the animals have these extremely, like, limited, polygonal, giant heads. And it's right. like, oh, are they just doing that because, I don't know, it's easy to make big, cute circles and have kids, you know, appreciate that. But kind of what they do is they have this super simple system of just making these, for the most part, big balloon heads. And then they will draw all sorts of details on them with some really rudimentary, um, like, uh, texture tools. Right. Um, and they actually let you do the same thing. Um, if you can find, uh, Blanca the cat on the train, you can like draw her face and you, you see how the developers did it in a way. It's the same with the town tune. Every time you go into a house or speak to a villager, a little ditty plays. And by default, right. I think it's that bum, ba dum, bum, ba bum. And you can make your own town tune at the town tune maker. Um, and it's like, that's the beauty. Actually, I'm pretty sure it's like, Dun 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 dun. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh, you're right. Wait, or is it all just random? No, no. The last note is random. Oh, And then it changes yeah. every time. So. Yeah. Okay. Just well, gotta correct you on that one. You're right about that. I haven't I haven't started a new game in the original <laughs> Animal Crossing in you're a while. Missing out, sir, because you get um, KK strumming his guitar and being oh, like, "Hey, yeah. you want to move in?" And then you're like, uh, oh my gosh, my data was erased. Why is KK here? Well, that's yet another example of it. KK has this, this simple, endearing <laughs> way of singing his music. And then when you put this, the, the CDs in your jukebox or whatever, mm. they play like a really good, almost parody of a specific genre of music. And so yeah. there are all of these things that seem on their face to be simple, um, and, uh, you know, um, kitty, one might say, but there's, it's done purposefully and cleverly and with a lot of character. Yep, I agree. Um, and since we're running a bit low on time here, I think that about wraps up our discussion of that song. Like we said, simple. So only a few things to say about it, but I highly recommend if you haven't heard the rest of the Animal Crossing soundtrack, check it out because you're in for an amazing treat and you will get an idea of what inspires us most musically for this podcast. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. And I mean, that's why we chose this song for this episode, because it's our anniversary, we have some announcements to make, it's just us two, so why not go back to the very beginning of the game that really inspired uh, the entire theme of this podcast? Exactly, Battletoads. So without further ado, here's the Battletoads theme. So I, many I memories, so <laughs> many memories. I've never played that game, and yet I feel connected to the Battletoads, such as Rick, Morty, and Vomit. <laughs> I don't remember their names. You, for, you, you forgot about Dwayne. <laughs> okay, good point. All right, all right. Um, Steven, 
Yeah. Before we close out here, you wanted to talk about other podcasts. I don't approve of this because Competition Man, but I guess I'll let you. Okay. <laughs> if I was a villain, I'd be Competition Man. <laughs> okay. Um, that is true. Because we've entered a, a whole new year of doing Train Station at 8, um, I decided it would be more polite to talk about other people than ourselves. So uh, I just posted today um, a first anniversary first anniversary podcast recommendation uh blog post and um i kind of rounded up a bunch of video game music podcasts that i personally uh, enjoy listening to i know i've had a hard time tracking down good music podcasts right um not just because there are bad ones out there but because there aren't very many and sometimes they aren't um you know readily available or advertised well Ours shirt certainly isn't. <laughs> oh, so, no. We were uh, hiding from people actively. Exactly. Anti-marketing. So we anyway. We named it Train Station at 8. Like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> we do like the old sabotaging ourselves thing. Yep. We're a fan. But anyway. Um, like I said, I hate podcasts. <laughs> so the first one I had on my list yes. is VG Empire. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Final Fight Fashion Show. Oh, there's going to be a lot of that. That's actually very uh, very accurate Indeed. to the whole show. Mm-hmm. Uh, VG Empire episode 86. I'm really good at this. Um, uh, your host, Brett Elston, video game music podcast uh, pretty much every two weeks on the Laser Time Network yeah, with yeah. other shows. Who's with me to talk about games they've never heard of? <laughs> yes, I have listened to this and one. And you have listened to this We've one. We've also oh. had Brett Elston on the show. We have. We talked about Mario Kart together. Um, yes, we did. And one of the funniest things about that is he started launching into this huge description um, about what he, th- how he felt about Mario Kart music. <laughs> and we're like, wow, man, that's um, amazing and unsolicited. That'll be great for the podcast. And there was a pause and he said... The podcast hadn't started yet, <laughs> so so oh, he had I a, forgot a bit that. of a rough that, start with that, that one. Was, that was pretty hilarious. I feel really bad for letting him go on and tricking him into thinking we had started the episode. Yep. Um. Anyway, Brett Elston uh, is one of the most well-known video game music podcasters out there, I would say. Um, it's the first music podcast I had listened to. Um, it's kind of part of, he's part of the Laser Time Network, which is kind of like Whales or Whales. Um, but more pop culture for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing I like about Brett is that he just goes into, um, all sorts of details on, on his first experience with these games in these soundtracks. And it's just really endearing to hear, um, like his, the stories he will bring up from, from the old days and how dorky everyone thought he was for loving video game music and ripping the music from the cds and all of that and it's a it's a right. really it's even more relaxed than our podcast i would say which Ow. is definitely saying something is he like actively asleep during the show um sometimes his guests are i think oh, nice <laughs> so bg empires and all of these links and more um detailed descriptions are on the train station at eight site so yes, is that up now? Yeah, it's up now. Um, is it up now? Like now, now as of recording, <laughs> it, I still need to put some links in. Okay, <laughs> but it will be up by the time this episode is. So cool. yeah, um, the the next one up on the list though is Super Mercado Bros. And Brian, I believe you have listened to this one before. Mm, I believe you've familiar. been on this one before. Oh right, yeah. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Thanks so much for joining us. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. And we're really excited today because it's time for our second installment of Favorites with Friends. If you guys don't remember, uh, this is the series we do on our show where we bring in one or two or some really cool people that we're big fans of and bring them onto the show to talk about their favorite video game music. And today we're so lucky to be joined by Steven and Brian Kelly from WhalesAreWhales.com. Thanks for joining us, you guys. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, given I'm... that intro, I'm wondering why you had us on. Um, <laughs> and we've talked about Will and Carl Brute. Like I said, sabotaging podcasts <laughs> is what I do. 
We did bring uh, Sonic the Hedgehog um, hip hop. Yeah, exactly. Well, luckily, there's very sparse vocals. <laughs> this is. Um, uh, I don't know how much. Wow, did you lose your train of thought? Well, I was about to launch into an explanation on who the Mercado Bros are, but I feel like a lot of our listeners already know. The Not if bro- we have a bunch of new ones. Oh, you're right. Why do we have new ones? I don't know. Okay. Well, if you don't know who the Super Mercado Bros are, uh, they're a brotherly duo just like Brian and I, and they do a video game music podcast just like Brian and I, except that they're more about the um, the structured class and less about the uh, chilled out ramblings. So you'll yeah. learn a lot by listening to their podcast. They often talk about older music than we do we're right. we're very modern as podcasts go i would say uh video game music podcasts that is yes we don't talk about a whole lot of retro stuff yes. but they do they also talk about um uh koji kondo very well so if yes. you're a fan of him which you should be they're the experts i love the Ricardo bros they have a great show so that's that it is my favorite probably one of my favorite podcasts i listen to Ooh, like talk me three. too I so, yes yes i Definitely never skip that. They run an excellent um, production over there. I agree. Um, but also, uh, an excellent production that is coming back uh, very, very soon, uh, according okay. to Stephen Meyer Inc. on Twitter, is Rhythm Encounter. Welcome, everyone, to episode 20 of Rhythm Encounter, the RPG fan music podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Meyer Inc., Taylor's on the boards. And joining me today is my co-host. That'd be me this time, Caitlin Arangeros. Link is there on the boards. Yes, and also joining us, our Coco host. Still Coco host. I'm Mike Salvato, Mike on the boards. And we have a special episode today, special in that it is about my favorite season. We're calling it Winter Warmer. I'm clever. It's my favorite kind of beer. It's my favorite season. And it fits with Summer Chill. Everybody has to know what a good title this is. Oh, yeah. We have had him on the show. <laughs> we have indeed. Um, but we're scared to invite ourselves onto their show because we, we don't know about Jeremy G. <laughs> yeah, in fact, I am on record for insulting Jeremy G. a lot. <laughs> but that's why I like listening to this show. Because I don't want to play these games. I just want to hear their amazing music. Pretty much. And uh, we um, we also had Derek Heemsbergen on as well. Um, uh-huh. But he's not on the show anymore. Uh, he had other responsibilities in life. So instead, yeah. um, I don't know Caitlin and Mike, but they uh, are also co-hosts, I believe, these days. Oh, okay. So they're all part of the RPG fan uh, website. This is like the, their official music podcast. Um, and it's it's just really fun to listen to because everyone there knows so much and cares so much about um, JRPGs in general and all of the many, many arrangements that come out of that scene. Um, so, man, oh, that's right. why I regret not liking JRPGs more, because there are so many special CDs and albums and remixes that come out of, like, Square and whatnot um, that I just can't fully appreciate. So, yep. It's like, this is the Celtic Christmas version of Final <laughs> Fantasy VII Part Two. Exactly. Um, well, switching from JRPGs to MMORPGs, Battle Bards... Traveler and let the soothing strains of our lute wash away the stress of the road. The sword may conquer the raging beast, but our tunes will tame it. It's Battle Bards, a musical journey through MMO soundscapes. One of the lesser-known podcasts that I listen to. Uh, have you ever listened to a Battle Bards episode? I have not. Well, it is hosted by three people named Steph, Sip, and Sill. Okay. Um, and That's interesting. It, Is that like real names? I have no clue. Okay. I'm guessing not. Because it's hard to differentiate. Yeah, I mean, it would be weird if they all were named like one syllable um, weird names beginning with S. <laughs> Given they play MMOs, I'm guessing it's like a screen name. Probably so. Probably so. Um but that's a fun podcast because they they all bring music to the show and then uh, dismiss each other's songs. <laughs> it 
happens a lot. I don't know if it's intentional, but Battle Bards is well named because they often fight in polite ways. <laughs> um, it, yeah, it, I certainly enjoy that. I love MMO music. Um, I love, but I, like JRPGs, I oftentimes don't have time to play all of these MMOs. Oh um, my gosh. That's, so, yes. Like, RuneScape, I will never play, but you might be surprised at how neat the music is. I am surprised at how neat the music is. It, RuneScape is an in- interesting case because... Um, it has, like, 77 different, like, reboots and versions of it. Exactly. So. And it has what, perhaps the largest um, selection of uh, tracks in any game in the world. Wait, seriously? Like, more than Ragnarok? I think so. Whoa! And it, like the old stuff was very RuneScape, <laughs> MIDI, yep. Um, yep. but the newer stuff is really impressive. <laughs> so it's this—it's almost like it's gone from the N- Nintendo sixty-four to the modern day in one game. So weird. Anyway, uh, that's more—that's that's just you one know what of other the other MMO has pretty good music. Uh, what World of Warcraft? They talk about that sometimes. Is it better than RuneScape? Um. As a game, the definitely. Music. As music, absolutely. Okay. Um, but I'm no expert, man. But you know who are experts? The Battle Bards. All so right. So go, go check them out. Um, I don't know how many listeners they have, but they seem to, um, seem to be doing pretty well for themselves and they're keeping up. So good. Yeah. Great. Is that like weekly episodes? Mm, I think it's supposed to be weekly, but I think sometimes they take breaks. Gotcha. I think so. Um, is that everyone? Nope. I've got two more that I want to run oh, through wow. real fast. Um, top score with Emily Reese. They've managed to create a soundtrack for the unpredictable, basically. <laughs> that sounds like that That can be my new official title. Jason Graves, creating a soundtrack for the unpredictable. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, but only if, if your voice can say that when I pull out the business card. <laughs> oh, yeah. To be honest, I haven't listened to this one very much. I've listened to one episode. It was an interview with Darren Korb. Yes. She oftentimes does interviews. In fact, I think almost all the episodes are interviews. Um, the Mercado Bros... Um, love this podcast. They have been on that podcast, I think. Um, I believe so. And they, they list Emily's, uh, show as one of the big inspirations to give them the idea in the first place to make their show. Oh, is the show that old? Oh, yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. <coughs> cool. Um, that explains why their show is so professional. Exactly. Because this is professional as it gets when it comes to video game podcasts. It, it's, uh, well, it's like it's part produced of like a on the public Minnesota radio. Public Radio, yes. Yeah. Um, and it's extre- it, it's each episode is brief, but extremely well edited and professionally produced. Um, and I just today listened to the interview with Jason Graves about Evolve, mm. and I I love that. It was great. I didn't. I was. I won't say I'm surprised, but I I guess I was delighted to find out. What a personable, uh, cool guy that, uh, Jason is. We should have him on the show. Yep. Um, and For so. A Halloween episode. Yeah. Cause he doesn't get enough of that. Oh, once I, I, uh, I once tweeted that Jason Graves didn't have to, uh, uh, change his Twitter handle for Halloween. Uh, I think he retweeted that. So that's all the interaction I've ever had with him. But yep. Emily does an amazing job. So cool. We should have her on the show as well. And the last one I want to bring up is the most recently discovered video game music podcast for me, which is Pixelated Audio. Welcome back to another episode of Pixelated Audio, a bi-weekly video game music and retro gaming podcast. We're your hosts, James and Brian. And today we're going to be talking about Utopia, the creation of a nation. More importantly, we're going to be playing some really awesome music from the game. The track that brought us in was from Utopia on the Atari ST, composed by Barry Leach. This is uh, hosted by a couple of guys who um, spend a lot of time talking about the actual games uh, that they... that hmm, The sentence isn't working out. They talk about the games, not just the music. So, for example, I listened to a Castlevania episode recently, and they'd been playing their Castlevania Bloodlines and talking about... Like the ins and outs of the gameplay and which characters and items they'd like to use in between, um, their thoughts on the tracks themselves. Gotcha. And most of it is retro stuff. 
Um, and so I oh, have the name does suggest that. Yes, uh, I've listened to maybe three, four, five-ish episodes, and I've been definitely been enjoying it so far. I'm cool. just happy to find another good, uh, another good music podcast to listen to, especially because apparently they're they're fairly new to podcasting in general. Um, mm. so this is kind of an experiment for them. Um, yeah. I think one of them is a programmer and one of them is an artist, which shows... For some reason, I thought you said one of them is a priest. And I'm like, that's so <laughs> rad. <laughs> one of them is a priest. He had a lot to say about the Castlevania series. Uh, <laughs> but it really shows because their website is amazing and they have unique artwork for every episode. That's just insane. So Nice. Yeah, uh, that's super cool. Yeah, so that is... Those are all the video game music podcasts that I listen to. Find out more detail on the train station website. That's and, some uh, awesome detail and research there, Stephen. I'll I say... I feel bad for not doing more of that myself. You should... Well, there's a reason I'm the PR in this podcast. <laughs> that's true. But if you want to play a game of Hearthstone, hit me up at... All right. So um, if if you... Listen to any of those podcasts. Let me know what you think about them. If you don't start, if you know of any podcasts that I don't know of, tell me. And if you run any of these podcasts, get in touch because I want to have you on the show. Yeah, that's all true. Speaking of podcasts that talk about video game music sometimes, we're doing something um, tonight? No. Well, I, I, yes, tonight when this episode goes yes. up. Yes. <laughs> Come on, Stephen. I mean, sorry. Here. Sorry. Stop ruining the moment. Um, yes. Uh, Pixel Pizza. Um, we're, we're taking a cooking class. <laughs> har, har, har. Jokes. Har, no, har, I'm just kidding. Um, a mutual friend. Um, Pixel who, Pizza is a podcast about food and old video games, so it's basically just burger time is all they talk about. Ooh, that would be good fun. Um, right, no, really, go ahead. But, yes, um... A friend of Joe and Christina, who have been on the on the podcast a few times in the past, um, contacted us and said, "Hey, I uh, I run um, a show on my college uh, radio station about video game music, and I like having guests on. And you should be a guest." And we said, "Okay, what's it called?" And he said, "It's called Pixel Pizza." And then we said, "Okay, what's your name?" This and he is said, such a dumb story. "And he said, my name is Jared." Wait, we and- don't need all this background. Okay, I don't think it's important. All right, well, Jared invited us onto his onto his uh, radio show, Perfect. and we were very excited to do so. It's going to be premiering tonight at. 8 p.m. Eastern Time, I believe. Yes. Um, I think it's going to be a kind of a hybrid interview discussion, of course, about video game music. And right. we are delighted to be there. I don't really know what to expect. Um, I've only heard a little bit of one of his past episodes, but I'm certainly looking forward to it because we've never been live before. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. It means that we can't edit out all of our wonderful flubs. <laughs> <laughs> So when I start rambling about um, the, the, <laughs> the exact details, the exact of, our details of our email, yes, yeah, it's <laughs> There's just nothing you can in. do about it. Well, who are we kidding? We leave that stuff in anyway. Yeah, good point. We, we are very light on the editing in our shows. So. so yes, thank you to Jared for inviting us on. I'm looking absolutely. forward to meeting with him um, yep. on the internet. Yep, absolutely. With that, I think that uh, that covers everything. Uh, yep. And this weekend, I'll be getting in Majora's Mask for the 3DS, so I wouldn't be surprised if we had a new Majora's Mask episode pop up soon. Probably not. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. We'll probably be doing it. Yeah, that's what I'm 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 saying. I'm shutting down your idea. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And yeah, so I guess by a short episode, I meant like five minutes shorter than usual. (laughs) Well, you didn't expect me to ramble for like 20 minutes about podcasts at the end. Well, it was informative rambling, so what the heck. I'll say. Uh, All right, so if you want to find us on the tweeters, uh, we are TradingStation at 8. Uh, if you want to email us, we are trainstation at 8 at gmail.com. You can find our YouTube channel, which we are going to start updating again, Stephen, at uh, trainstation at 8 is the name of it. So go check that out, and you can see all our uh, all our episodes in video form. You might be listening there now, so hi. Hi! Um, hi. We are also part of the Whales Are Whales Productions Network, which is a network of a bunch of different podcasts and other kind of shows and internet media. Um, so check whalesorwhales.com out for other awesome shows like this with other awesome people like us. Whales or Whales is also on Twitter, Facebook, um, Imgur. <laughs> okay, maybe not, maybe not Imgur, but still, uh, we're, we're out there. Um, 
And let's see here. Finally, if you want to find me personally on Twitter, I am Lord Meldor. That is Lord M-E-L-D-O-R-R. And it's a weird name because it came from a World of Warcraft character I used to have. <laughs> um, Steven is the much more reasonably named Stephen Kelly 180 on Twitter. Uh, and that should do it for all the outro stuff. Anything else, Steven? Um... That's a great point. All right, everyone. <laughs> you all have an awesome week and sit. Wait, are, are we doing the monkey porter thing? I, we, I think we were going to, to stop doing it, but then we didn't think of something to replace it with. Dang it. Well, say goodbye to the monkey porter. It's an Animal Crossing reference. Fits this episode anyway, and we'll find another outro another week. You were doing so well. I, I'm, I'm cool with that.